0: The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Regardless of the forces that are trying to weigh us down and pull us down, send the word that will cause us to rise higher and higher and keep rising higher and higher. Again, we thank you for your reign in this season that makes all these things possible. Thank you for the joy that we have in you, the peace that we have in you, the salvation that we have in you. We give you the praise, we give you the glory in the mighty, matchless name of Jesus. And the people of God shouted a louder Amen. Hallelujah. Can you help me welcome your neighbor to your left and to your right once again? You can be seated in God's presence. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor for me, how was your week? Are you doing good? Are you doing good? In spite of um all the issues that we are having to contend with in the nation. Come on, ask your neighbour how are you how are you doing. How are you doing? Genuinely, how are you doing? You know, this place is a place of comfort. Hallelujah. Um, the Church of God, and more specifically, the presence of God. It, it's it's a place of comfort. It's a place of refuge. Said in his presence there is fullness of joy, and at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you you can find refuge in God's presence, you can find comfort in God's presence, you can find peace. Glory be to God in God's presence. You can find answers in God's presence. You just need to open up to it. Can you help me ask anybody this morning, open up to it, open up to it. One day, when Jacob was running away from Esau, after he had stolen his birthright, he came to a place, and unknown to him, it was the presence of the Lord. That area, that place was the presence of God. He was running, so he didn't know. But while he was still sleeping and resting there, God did something for him. God gave him a dream. And I pray that God will give someone visions and revelations in this service this morning. In other words, God opened up his understanding. And in that dream, you know the story, he saw ladders ascending and descending and angels. He saw a ladder from heaven touching the earth and angels were ascending and descending. And it was after he woke up from the dream, his physical presence had not changed. It was the same place he was just before he had the dream, before he slept off. He himself had not changed. But he recognized that by what God revealed to him in that dream, he was in no ordinary place. He was in no ordinary place. And I want you to realize this morning you are in no ordinary place. Can I hear a loud amen? Amen said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in their midst. And he's in our midst this morning. Glory be to God. But the important thing after all that was how Jacob responded. The moment he knew he was in no ordinary place, he was in the presence of God, he responded to that vision or that dream that he saw. And the Bible tells us he made a vow to God that if God will bless him, if God would keep him, if God will protect him on this journey, he was running. He knew he had done something he shouldn't have done. He had stolen his brother's birthright and he knew that if his brother found his brother, it was going to kill him. But the moment God revealed to him that God's presence was all around him, the Bible said Jacob responded and he made a vow to God. That, that was all. He, he didn't have anything there. He had just a stone that he used for a pillow and he had a bottle of oil. The Bible said he anointed that rock. And he made a vow. I told God, if you will keep me, what, I can go and I will come back to my father, I will tithe. Which lets us know he probably wasn't tithing before. <laughs> but that vow was enough. So sometimes all it takes for you to experience God is just to respond. Hallelujah. To what God is saying and what God is doing. And I pray in my heart that you will do that this morning. Praise God. Today is a communion service, and that's why it's even so important for us to respond. We're going to be, and it's a special communion service. We say special because it's just once in a month we do this. I always encourage you, develop the habit of taking communion on a day-to-day basis by yourself. It's a very, very powerful thing. It, It sanctifies your day. It protects your day. It opens you up to the possibilities that are available to you in God. So, we're going to be um, partaking of the body and the blood of Jesus together, and I want to focus the teaching this morning really on, on the communion. But well, we are talking about advancing, taking a theme from um, Summer Blast the Convention that is going on in our apostolic center in Chicago. By the way, today, the final session will be today. Um, again... Of course, you can join um, by live stream. I think it will be 4 p.m. our uh, local time. We will put the notice on the chat rooms to remind you. I believe it will be 4 p.m. That will be the final session today. I encourage you to join. Yesterday's evening session was so powerful. I think we went on to almost 12 midnight. Try to keep up. So, we, God wants us to advance, to move forward. We're still talking about that on Wednesday. Another way to look at it is to rise higher. Can somebody say I'm rising higher? And And I'm moving forward. forward. Rising higher and I'm moving forward. And like we're still showing on Wednesday, that is more or less like a default mode for everyone. There's no human being that you have met that does not want to move forward or doesn't want promotion in any area of their lives. The challenge comes, and this is really what we are focusing on in this teaching, is when we meet with resistance. Unfortunately or unfortunately for us in our journey of life, you are going to meet with resistance. But the good news is even when there is resistance to your progress, to your advancement, to your um, promotion, and to your forward motion, you can supernaturally overcome whatever the resistance is. There are tools available to us that can help us overcome whatever it is that is trying to keep us from going forward. We looked particularly at the children of Israel and Moses in Exodus 14. God had brought them out of Egypt and he was taking them to the promised land And after that, Pharaoh, God had in his heart, the scripture said, Pharaoh said, I'm not going to allow them go. So he was coming after them. And they were at a point where the Red Sea was on one side or before them, and Pharaoh's army was behind them. And it looked like they were trapped. And I want to say loud and clear to everybody that feels trapped or stuck, this word is specifically for you. You can go forward in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And you will rise higher in Jesus' name. Glory be to God. God told Moses, why are you crying to me? Tell them to go forward. See, there was a way to go forward if the Red Sea is before you and the Pharaoh's army is behind you. There's still a way to go forward. Paul told the Corinthians that there's no temptations that's befalling you that is not common to man. There's nothing you are faced with. There's nothing you are dealing with that Jesus has not um, faced before and has not dealt with in his covenant. He said, God will always make a way out of the temptation so that you'll be able to bear the temptation. Bear there talks about dealing with it or overcoming it, or that temptation not keeping you from going forward or hindering you from rising higher. So there was a way out of that situation for the children of Israel and Moses, but apparently they did not know it. In fact, when the children of Israel saw Pharaoh's army coming after them, they got afraid again. It triggered fear in them again. Oh Moses, why have you brought us into the wilderness to die? Are there no graves in Egypt? This is what we are telling you. We could have continued being slaves. We don't have to rise higher and become free people. Are there those? They were afraid because they thought there was no way forward. And sometimes, like we shared mainly on, on, on Wednesday, very very importantly, that way forward you may not know it. It may. The main thing we emphasize on Wednesday is that you must have a mind that is open to receive miracles because the way to go forward may not be known to you. I want to continue on that um, direction quite some this morning. See, You and I read about Moses parting the Red Sea, so we have heard the story now. Moses had never heard of Red Sea being parted. It had never happened before. And more importantly, he did not know exactly what to do. So he was crying to God or praying to God. I go to, why are you praying to me? Tell them to go forward. And then God revealed to Moses what, exactly what he was going to do. And those are the things we shared on Wednesday. You, you've got to be, don't succumb to fear when there's pressure or temptation put on you. That is hindering you from going forward. Fear will not make a way out for you. Love will make a way for you. Hallelujah. Say with me, I refuse to fear. I embrace the love of my father. Are you hearing something this morning? Shout out loud again, I refuse to fear. I choose love. Those are things we picked out from that story. Most of them fear not. Because they were now becoming afraid. They were becoming afraid. And then he started speaking to their hearts, "Stand still, you will see the salvation of the Lord. These Egyptians you see today, you will no, no you will see them no more. He was encouraging them, speaking the word of God on the promises of God to them. And that's how you deal with fear. That's how you deal with fear. You take the promises of God. And you use it to address what is trying to put fear inside of you. And then you pray and download wisdom. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. But if you are going to be that person, have an open mind. Because God may tell you, stretch your road across the sea. And the Red Sea will part. And I want to talk about that. I want to take it up from there this morning. You see, the simple truth is this. When we talk about rising higher, there are forces. Somebody say forces. I can't hear you. Say forces. Spiritual forces, primarily, but not necessarily limited to spiritual forces. But there are forces that are resisting us rising higher in life. You can liken it to gravity in the natural. And let's use that analogy this morning. And we know gravity without going into any depth of science or what it's all about. The simple thing about gravity is anything that goes up must come down. If I jump up from this platform now, I will come down. Because there's a force pulling us down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And for centuries, men lived by that, let's call it truth, or that concept. That you can't rise higher, or you can't go up and stay up. For any reason, period of time, you have to come down. But over time, some scientists started researching and I think the first record of people we have, based on history, were the Wright brothers. Those was the names that, no, man can fly. The people that built the airplanes, man, man can fly. Now, uh, Yes, there is a resistant force that is pulling anything that goes up or tries to go up, down, but no. It doesn't mean we should stay confined to where we are. And they kept researching and researching and researching, failed after experiment, after experiment failed, but something was pushing them until, this goes to where where we're going to focus this morning, they discovered the truth that with the right amount of thrust and lift, and other scientific things that I mean, I'm just giving you the layman's version, that you can sustain flight. One day I was on a plane, and the, the pilot said, ah, you're 40, about 40,000 feet. I was like, so I, I was just thinking to myself, why would someone think of us being 40,000 feet in the air? <laughs> I was just like, why, why, why would someone, why do I want to be 40,000 feet in the air? <laughs> Praise God. Well, my point is they cracked the code. They did not change the law of gravity or the force of gravity. Eventually, that plane will still have to come down. But they got enough, let me use the word revelation or insight, that, look, we can sustain or overcome this force of gravity that is pulling us down, and we can stay up. And that has transformed the way we live, particularly when we are traveling from one end of the globe to another. Has transformed the way we, we live now. Now, I want to bring that into the communion that we are about to partake of this morning. The same way gravity will pull any object down that tries to go up and rise higher. There are forces in the spirit, and particularly I want to address negative spiritual forces this morning that will pull anyone down that wants to advance or rise higher or go forward in any area of our lives. Are you still with me this morning? They will pull you down, or they are designed to pull you down. They are like Pharaoh and his army. They don't want you to go forward into your promised land. They will pursue you. Interesting thing, we mentioned this on Wednesday about Pharaoh and his army. God told Moses that I am actually the one hardening the heart of Pharaoh. I'm the one that is making him, wanting to pursue you and not allow you to go forward. I I shared something apart from that. Sometimes these challenges and temptations that we face in life, God allows them. Not because he wants to deal with you or he wants to stress you or he wants to frustrate you. But God told Moses that I'm, I'm hardening his heart because I want to get glory out of your life. I want to do something that even in 2023 they will be preaching about it in Africa. If Moses had just come to Egypt and said, hey, let my people go, in God's imagination and God's estimation, and maybe Pharaoh said, no, I'm not going to allow them go, and Moses did the first or second miracle, and maybe after the second miracle, Pharaoh said, okay, now go, I mean, this is enough for me. Perhaps we may not be preaching this sermon today but the glory god got by doing all those 10 plagues and parting the red sea out of that temptation or tribulation that the children of israel had that brought their freedom and made them advance it's so huge and so big that we are still referencing it till today and that's what the scripture teaches sometimes god allows us to go through difficult times Because what he wants to do in your life, you and I may not fully understand it, but what God wants to do through you, He will get glory because for generations after you we will still be referencing it and talking about it. Can I hear a loud amen? So the wisdom is not to be overweighed or overwhelmed by our temptations. We will be tempted to deal with to, to feel that way. But even in the midst of the temptation, and even when we are dealing with forces that want to hold us down and keep us down, and perhaps have even prevailed in holding us down and keeping us down for a while, we must learn and believe that the same way people discovered trust and lift that could overcome gravity and allow them to move forward and fly high and soar high, there are also forces in the spirit. Can I hear a loud Amen. That will allow you to overcome whatever is trying to hold you down. You will rise higher in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. But you need discovery, you need revelation. So, quickly this morning, I want to talk about five things that are in this communion and in this covenant that we have with God that can counter and deal with whatever forces are holding you down. Find the one or the ones that relate with you most closely. There are five things I want to focus on this morning. That whatever force is saying you will not rise higher, you you are not going to climb to 30,000, 40,000 feet. Perhaps there has been like that generation after generation in your lineage. For centuries, human beings did not fly. But some people kept probing, kept probing, kept researching until they found a way. Somebody will find a way today in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Number one thing that we see in the communion, that we have available in the communion for us, that will break the forces that are trying to keep us back, is the forgiveness of sin. Sin will hold any destiny down. Sin will pull any destiny down. There's an adverse force in sin. This was the first force Satan used to bring Adam down in the Garden of Eden. Adam was enjoying glory. He was soaring, enjoying such a high level of dominion in the kingdom. But the moment he sinned in the garden, he came down. And from that time till today, mankind has been pulled down by the power and the force of sin. Primarily the original sin of Adam. And that's the first thing we need a break from. This is what new birth really is. It's not so much about the sins you committed. Those are secondary. If you live a good moral life, ah, I don't smoke, I don't don't commit adultery, I don't sin, I don't steal, I don't tell lies, and you live very... And there are people that do that. There are religions that teach that and emphasize that. And mankind has learned by the force of will And other things. The same way mankind learned to build planes. They have learned, okay, to overcome moral things that can pull us down. And that is good. And there's a level you can soar to if you live at that level. And we need that. We need to be able to overcome bad or poor moral habits. I think I talked a bit about that on Sunday, last Sunday. We need that. Because these things will pull you down. They are designed to keep you from rising higher. And from going forward. Well, that's secondary. So the person that lives a pure moral life is clean, but he hasn't yet broken the power of the original sin over his life. Because every man came out of Adam. Somebody here with us this morning. Yes, Hallelujah. Ephesians 1 verse 17. The Bible says, in him talking about Jesus we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sin so when someone accepts what Jesus did on the cross by shedding his blood and you receive him as your savior you become born again What really happens is that a transaction, as it were, took place in the spirit. The blood of Jesus comes into your life and it cleanses the original sin from you. And that power that can hold your destiny down for eternity. Because like I said, if you live pure moral life here, after you leave this world, you will still be held back. You won't be able to spend eternity with God in heaven. But when you believe, somebody shout, I believe, in what Jesus did for us on the cross of Calvary, you will have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Colossians 1:14 says the same thing. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Scripture says in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12. Hebrews 9 and 12, but with his own blood. He entered the most holy place once and for all, having obtained eternal redemption for us. This blood cleanses us and delivers us from the power of sin. The original sin of Adam and everyday sins that man has learned to practice till now. And what sin does, what sin is designed to do. Moses told the children of Israel, He said, the Egyptians you see today, you will see them no more. When you learn to walk in the blood of Jesus and receive the blood of Jesus and appropriate the blood of Jesus, the sin, or let me even use sins now, the original sin and everyday sins that are designed to weigh you down, you will see them no more. And you can keep rising higher and higher. Paul told the Romans, Sin shall not have dominion over you anymore. It's designed to keep you down. But it will not have dominion over you anymore. Can I hear a loud amen? Amen. Look at John chapter 1. Let's look at another text concerning this this morning. Forgiveness of sins. And you know sins produces guilt and condemnation that robs you of boldness and confidence. Sin does that. And those are things that also weigh down lives and destiny. But thank God there is enough power in the blood of Jesus to nullify the gravity of sin or the gravitational effects of sin. John chapter 1 verse 29, John the Baptist, the Bible said he saw Jesus. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin. It takes away the sin. Takes away your sin. Hallelujah. That's the power in the blood. That is the thrust and the lift you need to overcome that gravitational pull of sin. Glory, glory be to God. Is somebody here with us this morning. Hallelujah. Please hear me and hear me very well. Bible says don't let anyone deceive you. Please listen to this carefully. Your teacher may not tell this in school. Your boss may not tell you this at the office. Your entertainment musician or um, video person may not tell you. Manchester United. Sorry, what are the people playing today? Um, Arsenal and Manchester City Stars. Holland or Saka or wherever. They will not tell you this. Because they are there to entertain you. The teacher is there to teach you maths and English. Your boss is there to make you produce so you can get more Sin will weigh you down. Sin will weigh you down. What we need is to consciously apply the blood by faith. Because it takes away sin. And that's the only weapon we have. That's the only weapon we have. So that we can fly. Fly. Glory be to God. Can somebody shout out loud this morning, through the power in the blood. Uh, You're not shouting like I want you to shout, through the power in the blood. I'm soaring higher and higher. I'm advancing. Number two, because of time, what power is inside the blood that will nullify whatever is trying to pull us down and weigh us down? Number one is the forgiveness of sins. Number two is we have wholeness and perfection in this covenant and in this blood. Wholeness and perfection. I was thinking about this this morning as I was coming to church. This is very powerful. Do you know that everything in your life or most parts of your life can be going well? You look at your finances, you're okay. It's not like you're begging to eat. You have a roof over your head. You are healthy. It's not that you are coming from hospital. But one aspect of your life, maybe there's a problem on your job. Just one aspect or two aspects. Maybe you got reports that um, somebody in the family was rushed to the hospital yesterday. Every other thing is fine. Almost every other thing is fine. But just one aspect. And all of a sudden you are now weighed down. Like that songwriter said, why are we weighed down? Can't you see no solution? It doesn't take the skies to fall for human beings to be weighed down. It can be just a bad report. Your your child came home from school and the report card was what? Am I talking to parents in the house? Weigh you down. Of course, it can be more serious things. It can be a health issue. Just one aspect. Satan doesn't need to corrupt every aspect of our lives to try to weigh us down and keep us from rising higher. He can take just one piece, P-I-E-C-E, of the pie. We talked about that a few Sundays ago. In order to corrupt our P-E-A-C-E, our wholeness and completeness. Am I talking to you this morning? And you know what that has left? Sometimes people think, okay, I can trade off this to have this. I can forego this to have this. So ah, it doesn't matter if I'm not happy maritally, as long as I'm doing well in my career. You know what, well, that's a trade-off I'm willing to make. Oh, it doesn't matter if I don't live a holy, clean life. As long as I'm, um, I have finances to take care of my needs, some people start to live, out that, live life that way. And maybe they're able to carry that for a year or two years. Then after a while, they'll just find out that ah, something is missing. I have all the money. I, we, we read stories about people that commit suicide. And he was a very wealthy guy. Such people, usually they will have made a trade-off. I, I don't mind. I don't need any friends. Reverend George was talking to us about friends and relationships yesterday. As long as I'm making progress in my career, then when they get to a point, they have all the money, They have all the power. They have all the position. They have all the cars. They have all the houses. But something is missing. One PIECE is missing. Or perhaps two or three. And that drives them crazy. Then you hear a reporter, ah, this governor committed suicide. Ah, governor. Ah. With the position you have, the power you had, this MD committed suicide, this movie star committed. and you look at it. Ah, he has so many things going for him, at least, so we thought. And when they dig deeper, oh, it's because he had this problem in his marriage, and it had been on for five years. It should have just be one or two things. One piece, P-I-E-C-E, is what is missing. Now we teach in church. When you have lost something, be grateful that you have not lost everything. And that, 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 that doctrine is true. So even though things are not perfect in every area of life, you can still thank God for what is working. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. But that's not where it ends. Whatever is missing, this covenant can bring it back so that you can have peace. Just said, my peace, I live with you. That word is wholeness. When the woman with the issue of blood—I mean, look at her story—the Bible tells she was a well-to-do woman. Then a health condition came, just one condi- health issue, and for twelve years, because of that one thing. So, first of all, that sickness there her down. Before you knew, she had lost everything, all her friends, family, and she had lost everything. And she was so desperate. You know, sometimes when you have lost so many things, the Bible says she was so desperate, maybe out of ignorance. She didn't understand that Jesus can give wholeness. All she came to believe God was for healing. Let let this thing that started the problem, let this one stop. If I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Or I I will will be healed. She wasn't talking about wholeness. Thank God her faith worked. But I tell you, if if she had left that place that way, yes, she can go out and be rejoicing, And maybe that euphoria of that that victory will carry her for perhaps a few weeks or a few months. But after a while, she realized that, ah, my marriage is suffering. And even though her health is now okay, and she got such a great testimony, she's still not complete. She's still weighed down. Oh, my health is now okay, but my business has scattered. I don't even know where to start again. She's still weighed down. Because something is missing. But this blood, because Jesus knew that. Jesus stopped and Jesus made her share a testimony. And when she shared that testimony, even though she was happy and glad that she had received healing, Jesus now said, your faith has made you not just healed, made you whole. Somebody shout, I'm made whole. I'm, made whole. I'm not hearing you this morning. Say, I'm made, I'm made whole. By the blood of Jesus. Made you whole. Because if we heal you, and your marriage is still in tatters, it can weigh you down. Even though you have an amazing testimony of healing. Yes, you should be grateful that healing is there, but don't lose sight of wholeness. Tap a neighbor and say, don't lose sight of wholeness. wholeness. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20. Look at what the Bible says. Now may the God of peace You should be very um, studious about scriptures when the Bible... I mean, they didn't call him the God of love here. We know he's the God of love. In fact, we know from our study of scriptures that that is who God is at his core. They didn't call him the God of our Father, Jesus Christ. We know he's the God of our Father, Jesus Christ. When the Bible particularly uses one phrase to describe God, it tells you its importance, particularly in the context of what he's teaching. The God of peace who brought out our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. Brought up our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. That's talking about resurrection. That great shepherd of the sheep. Through the blood of the everlasting covenant. God that makes you whole. Why does he want you whole? So that you will not be weighed down. So that you will not be weighed down. So that you can keep rising higher and higher. Look at it, verse 21, Hebrews 13. He will make you complete, hallelujah. KJV says perfect. In every good work, to do his will, walking in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Hallelujah. There's an accompanying scripture for Hebrews 13. It's 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 10. I love it. This time he called God the God of all grace. Somebody says the God of, all grace. God of all grace. Who called us to his eternal glory by Jesus Christ. After you have suffered a while, he will perfect you. But he won't just stop at perfecting you. That's making you whole. He will establish you. Somebody shout, I receive. He will strengthen you. And he will settle you. Why why is God doing that? Because God knows even if your finances are okay, but your children are hooked up on drugs, it will weigh you down. Even if your career is soaring, but your health is suffering, it will weigh you down. So he will make you whole. And by his grace, he will not only perfect you, he will establish you, he will strengthen you, and he will settle you. Can you shout loud that this morning? I'm rising higher. Now, please go back to where I started from, because this is very important. This is very, very important. I start by talking about discovery. You may have heard this thing before, but have you discovered, particularly afresh, the ability to fly has always been in Genesis, but man never discovered it. So gravity always weighed us down. I'm telling you, the ability to experience wholeness is available in this covenant. But if you practice the Christianity, maybe out of ignorance, or I've not seen anybody do it. Moses had never seen anybody pass the Red Sea, but he had an open mind. And when God told him, Stretch forth your rod. And the Red Sea will part. And the children of Israel will walk across it. This is what we're teaching on Wednesday. Have an open mind for miracles. Perhaps you have never lived one day of wholeness before in your life. And maybe you have never seen anybody that's lived a day of wholeness. Can you discover, like the right brothers, in scriptures, so that you can soar? That's what we are really talking about. God gave Jacob a dream. You mean God can bless a rascal? That's what Jacob discovered that day. You mean God can help a thief? Not to encourage you to keep stealing, no. <laughs> Hello? That's not why God saves us from our sin, it's to show us redemption. Yeah. And Jacob responded, wow. I love that song we sing. We will never settle for less. We know. I hope it lies in you. Can we sing it together? We will never. Oh, we know. Oh, that's right. there's more that's found in you. All right. Yeah, there's more. Because our God is a God of what? Peace, a God of wholeness. Because it wants us to keep rising higher and higher. Number three, I love this one, and my time is almost fast, but maybe I will stop at number three. Or can I go on? Let's see how far we can go. Number three: inside. Because this is powerful, and I think we need this time, this one for the times we are in. Inside this covenant, inside this blood, as a counter to the forces that are attempting to weigh us down is the power of blessing and multiplication and increase blessing and multiplication and increase Pastor Shola's son children even know it that things are getting expensive (laughs) Even the children know it now. It's getting that bad in this world. It's getting that bad in our nation. There is inflation practically in every nation of the earth. Because of what's going on. The aftermath of COVID. The effect of the war in Ukraine. And all the other troubles things going around. It's, there is a disruption going on on the earth today. And it's causing, bringing it down financially now things to be more expensive. And yet, you may have a job. Thank God that you still have your own job. And yet, your sources of income are still intact. Many people have lost their jobs and their incomes. But God just doesn't want you to have enough. God, through his covenant, can multiply what you have. Hallelujah. And increase what you have. Much more than all these adverse financial things that will weigh you down. It will weigh us down. Glory be to God. Second Corinthians, the Bible tells us, we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, yet for our sakes he what. He became poor that through him we might be made rich. The grace of our Lord, it's in the blood. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love the way God said it to Moses. Listen to what God said to Moses again. Um, Hebrews chapter 6. Let's use this text. God said it to him in many places. It was recorded in many places in scripture. Hebrews chapter 6. I'll read from verse 13. For when God made promise or when God made a covenant with Abraham. And that covenant is an upgrade on the covenant God made to Abraham. Because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself saying, Surely I will bless you. (laughs) I say this over somebody this morning and in this season of your life, surely God will bless you. Amen. And this is the part I think we need for this season. And the multiplying, I will multiply you. Amen. So there is multiplying, oh, but there is the multiplying that I will give that will first supersede any inflationary effect that is going on. Hallelujah surely i'm going to bless you we know the grace of our lord jesus christ it's an upgrade on this one and he said in that covenant there's surely i'm going to bless you and in multiplying i will multiply you glory be to god and really, this is what I'm teaching this morning. Because I'm not just talking about the promise and the covenant. I'm talking about how to make it work. Look at how the Bible said Abraham made it work. Look at this, this. This is why this text is so powerful. So after he had patiently endured, it wasn't the first time God told him that he saw it. He said after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. After he had patiently endured. So Moses was like the right brothers. I'm just to Moses. Abram. Abraham. It took some time before he could discover, get revelation, get a vision, get a dream to see how that promise could work so that he could take flight even though there was a force trying to hold him down. That's really what we are teaching. We need to go through that process. It's possible. Isaac sowed in the land. There was famine. God didn't just give him a harvest. God gave him a multiplied harvest so that the effect of the famine, Isaac, could rise higher than the effect of the famine. Perhaps if they double your salary now, it will not really help you. Perhaps. For some of us, a tenfold increase in your family may just make you, in your salary, may just be helping you to break even. Am I talking to somebody this morning? But I'm telling you, even if that is what it looks like in a natural, supernaturally, you can still rise higher. Somebody say I can rise higher. Because I have a covenant that brings multiplication and increase. And how, how much we need it. How much do we need it? Let's just do one more because of time. Glorious God. Beautiful King. Excellent God. I bow before your throne. I bow before your throne. Worship at your feet. Iba, Please listen to me very carefully. If you can look at me at this moment, I think it will help you. Look at me very well. We are living in times and seasons where there's a Red Sea before us and there's a Pharaoh's army behind us. That I can borrow that analogy from scriptures. But that is not how our story ends. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Even in the midst of such profound difficulty. Because our God is a God that can make a way of escape. Out of every temptation. We can still go forward and we can still rise higher. We just need to trust them. Trust them. Look at this fourth one, and I will stop here today because of time. I've already gone over my time. And I love this one. I love this one. Let's read Revelations chapter 5 from verse 12. First, before I tell you what, what else is here, that can help us to rise higher even though there are things trying to pull us down. Revelations 5.12, worthy is the lamb that was slain. You see that phrase a lot, particularly in the book of Revelations, but in other parts of scripture, it's really talking about the blood of Jesus, how Jesus shed his blood. That's how the Bible refers to him, the lamb that was slain, to receive, and he has received all these things for us. And he has made it available to us. And he went on here to mention seven powerful things. I believe we've shared this often in church. He has received for us power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor. I want to focus on that. And glory and blessing. Somebody say with me this morning, Jesus has received on my behalf. And now I can receive from him. You can't go and get these things by yourself. You are not holy enough. You are not worthy enough. It can only happen through the pure blood of Jesus. And the Bible said, when he died and rose up, when he ascended, he took the blood before the throne of God in heaven. And he presented his blood as a sacrifice and now received all these things. On behalf of man. Because Jesus came to live as man. But he lived a pure holy life. And he died as man. And he became our representative. This is why the blood of God is so powerful. He took that blood. This is the price. This is the redemption. From their sin. The Bible calls Jesus the last Adam. The first Adam sinned. And brought all of us down. That's where spiritual gravity is working on humanity. The last Adam came down from heaven and became like us. Came down to our level. Served us and died for us by shedding his blood. And he took that blood and went before the throne of God and presented that blood. This is the sacrifice. And he received for us. All these things. So what is inside this blood for us? There is glory. Honor. And for practical purposes, that talks about beauty and color in our lives. You can live a beautiful life. You can live a colorful life. Because of this blood. You can live an enviable life. And the truth of is matter, particularly in the generation we live in today, if you're not, if you don't feel your life is beautiful, colorful, and it will weigh you down. You will be intimidated by other people. You don't have to be anybody else. But whoever you are, wherever you are, if you understand this covenant. Look, when Adam fell, he said, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you have made him a little lower than yourself. And you have crowned him with glory and honor. That's what Psalm 8 says about Adam. And when Adam fell, he lost that. That glow of God over his life. That color, that beauty, the honor. That God gave him when he created him. But Jesus, through his blood, went and presented the blood as the sacrifice. And one of the, in fact, there are two of them there glory and honor that he got, he received for us. He received back the honor and he received back the glory for us. And I tell you, that's how we swore. That's how we rise. Revelations chapter 19, I will close with this verse, and then we are going to pray. That's how we receive these things, we believe. That's how Moses downloaded the Revelation, to stretch his road over the Red Sea. In fact, if you read the text, in that exodus it for things, as if Moses was over praying. The Bible did not tell us that Moses was praying. In fact, if you read the text, Moses was just encouraging the children of Israel, Then God now told him, this is how we knew he was praying, why are you crying to me? Cry in Bible is praying. So Moses prayed and it got to the point where God saw his faith in what he was praying. And God now gave him the wisdom. And God now said, oh yeah, it's not time to pray now. Act on the wisdom and show you this is what to do. Tell them to go forward. And you stretch your rod over the Red Sea. And God told me exactly what happened. The Red Sea will part. And the children will walk on dry ground to the other side. If any man lacks wisdom, let him cry to God. Look at anybody this morning. Will you cry to God this morning? To lay hold on your glory and your honor. To lay hold on your blessing and multiplication. To lay hold... everything that God has made available for you to soar and to rise higher even though there are things trying to pull you down have a mind that even when God tells you something that seems absurd fill the water pots with water carry the water to the governor of the feast that's the mind of the miraculous Revelations 19, let me close. Verse 6. Revelations chapter 19 from verse 6. Hallelujah. For the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice. Please watch this. Give him glory for the marriage of the Lamb. Hallelujah. We have been called unto a feast. We have been called unto a feast. And all things are ready in this feast. Hallelujah. The marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride, which is you and I, the church, has made herself ready. And this is what God is doing for us as we come for this marriage. And to her, it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen. Hallelujah. Remember Isaiah 54, we studied it a few days ago. He will decorate you with rubies, he will decorate you, he will color you. The, the, the bride, it has been granted to you through the blood to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright. For the fine linen is the righteous act of the saints. Hallelujah. It has been given to us for our lives to be decorated. The honor and the glory that Adam lost. God will Beautify your life. It will beautify your marriage. Beautify your home. Beautify your career. Give you glory and honor. And I tell you that will cause you to rise higher and higher. Glory be to God. Rise on your feet this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Manga dosa kata yala breaka dosa tayala papa. Can you begin to declare this morning in the name of Jesus? Listen, I believe miracles will happen as we pray this morning. Say with me, in the name of Jesus, I receive through the blood of the lamb forgiveness of sins. I receive wholeness, perfection, and fullness from God. I receive blessing, multiplication, and increase. And I receive glory and honor The beauty of the Lord comes upon me afresh. God decorates my life with color from heaven in the name of Jesus. Will you open your mouth and begin to pray right where you are this morning? I want you to pray fervently in the spirit. Because you need to see something you've not seen before. Jacob, you need to download a dream. You need to download a dream you need to download a dream Moses you need to download wisdom you need to download wisdom there's something that will unlock forgiveness of sins for you whatever has weighed you down whatever habits whatever sinful habits have weighed you down there's a revelation that can set you free this morning for whom the song makes free is free indeed sin shall no longer have dominion over you sin shall no longer oh but there's a revelation God can show you somebody pray to God pray to God maybe that's what you know is holding you down ask God for help this morning ask God for strength this morning whatever it is that is holding you down if it's wholeness you need Can you lift your voice And say I receive wholeness, wholeness Wholeness Nothing missing Nothing broken Nothing lacking Nothing stolen The God of peace is my father And he restores me and makes me whole Thank you Lord Thank you Lord For making me whole Making me whole This thing that has been weighing me down Because it hasn't happened Lord I see your hand all over my life I see your hand in my marriage I see your hand in my career I see your hand over my children but this area has been weighing me down today I download wisdom for wholeness maybe you need increase or multiplication I'm here to announce to you it's in the blood it's in the blood yes things the price of things may have gone up the exchange rate may have gone up the economy may have taken a downturn the subsidy that has been removed concerning the petrol has made a lot of things more expensive but hear me this morning god said i will multiply in multiplication i will multiply you in blessing i will bless you somebody received that this morning The same God that told Isaac to sow, to receive a hundredfold. He can give you a wisdom. He can direct you. He can order your steps. And perhaps there's shame somewhere in your life. There's something that has stained your story, stained your testimony. God will restore glory and honor and beauty to you oh for your sin you shall have double for your shame you shall have double for your shame you shall have double shame has the power to hold you down to weigh you down after Adam and Eve sinned they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord they were ashamed because they had lost glory they had lost honor they had lost the beauty of the Lord Somebody ask God to restore glory and honor and beauty. He can clothe you with fine linen. Oh yakaso to for there is therefore now no condemnation for them that are in Christ Jesus. No more shame, no more guilt, no more condemnation. Oh yata sata yakado soto.